It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Everybody knows and wants to know. Oh man, it, it is here, isn't it? And this is gonna be this is gonna be great. Uh, hi guys, it's Christmas I'm, time. I'm Chris O'Mealy, and this here is Dan Peck. It's Christmas time. It is indeed, and you know what we're about to talk about? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Why? Because it's friggin' National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Uh, spoiler alert: we're doing all the jokes. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. All right, so prepare for a long episode. Uh, I'll try not to go too out of control, but this is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I'm going as in-depth as possible here. So let's – ah, screw it. Let's do it. So in uh, Christmas Vacation, we are once again introduced to the Griswold family. Uh, Dude, let's not skip over the – Awesome opening animation. Oh no, we're not. Credits. We're not. We're not. We're not. <laughs> okay. Trust me, we're not. We're not. So we're once again introduced to the Griswold family. But as I was going to say, before we do that, yeah. we are treated to the opening credit sequence, which is so awesome. It's basically how Santa delivers his presents to the Griswolds, and everything goes wrong for Santa, which is because he's ins- Clark in this situation. <laughs> yes, he, he really is. He, uh, he gets attacked by their snowman. He gets electrocuted. He can't get... He misses the roof. He misses the roof. (laughs) Completely misses the roof. He struggles to get down the chimney and then burns off the tip of his hat in the fireplace. He gets a little toy cannon to the face and and panics when he wakes up the house. So he jumps on the couch through the roof. And is picked up by his reindeer team with no animation at all for their legs. They're just stiff as hell moving through the air. And I don't know why I think that's hilarious. Well, you think that their magic comes from leg movement? I also like that Rudolph has no red nose and is just a literal light bulb blinking. Her nose. (laughs) So... This segues us into the beginning of the movie. Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo are back, but the children are different. Yes, this is the only movie where Russ is younger than Audrey for some reason. And it's Juliette Lewis and Johnny Galecki are Audrey and Russ. And they're they're the family that's happily singing Christmas carols and the kids just don't care. Because they're that age. And uh, what are we doing again? Well, for us, we're driving out in the old front-wheel sleigh, or the four-wheel-drive sleigh, to uh, go get the good old-fashioned Christmas tree. I hope you're not doing this. Just get one of those stupid ties with the Santa Clauses on it. No, Audrey, I have one of those at home. So they are, they are tailgated by a bunch of jackasses in a pickup truck. The kids look a deer. He flips them off. <laughs> and then they brake check him. So he starts attempting to pass. So he, he passes them again. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna burn some dust here. Eat my rubber, uh, Dad. I think you meant to say burn rubber and eat my dust. Yeah, whatever, Russ. So he g- goes back around the truck. They go back around him. 
And this time he just goes into the next lane and gets stuck under a big ass logging truck. Yeah. Clark, we're, we're stuck pocket. under a yeah, we're stuck under a truck. Do you honestly think I don't know that? So after he miraculously gets out from the truck and crashes through the Christmas tree sign after almost hitting the snowplow, and the kids are now in the front seat, they uh, they walk out into the woods and they find the perfect Christmas tree. And I like how it's the one evergreen that's not actually in the forest. It's all by itself in the yes. middle of nowhere. And uh, he's trying to get the family to appreciate it, but Audrey can't see it because her eyes are frozen. Yep. She's frozen from the waist down. Uh, that's all just part of the experience. Dad, did you bring a saw? <laughs> then you just see how it's just dragging the roots. <laughs> so he gets it home, and we are introduced to his next-door neighbors who can't stand him at all. Nicholas guessed as they're, Todd. They're freaking yuppies, and they're living in the freaking burbs. Yeah. Nicholas Guest as Todd, and then Julia Louise Dreyfus as Margot. <coughs> it's like, you fucking you freaking yuppies, what are you doing in suburbia? <laughs> hey, hey, Griswold, where are you going to put a tree that big? Well, you bend over and I'll show you. You got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. Wasn't talking to you. <laughs> and I love that he comes out with his Jason mask, revving a chainsaw. <laughs> Dad, that tree wouldn't fit in our yard. It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to cut the to cut the rope around the tree. I still got a little more trimming to do, but it's a little full. Just like it blows out half the windows in the living room. A little full, a lot of sap. A lot of sap. <laughs> then they're they're in bed. He's thumbing through a magazine, and <laughs> the sap he keeps getting magazine pages stuck to his fingers. Oh. And then just cap it off at the end and get stuck to the lamp and to the wife's yeah, hair. hair. <clears throat> yeah. But this is when we reveal the big news that her parents are coming for Christmas, too. And Clark says it's always been his dream. Everyone over a, at Christmas. Yeah, to have a big family Christmas. So, uh, the next the next morning, he's, uh, does he go to, does he, he goes to work next. Yeah. Yeah. I was about, he's not he's not shopping yet. No, he's going he's going to work, and they're talking about his uh, his his product that he's working on is a crunch enhancer for cereal. It's to keep it from getting soggy. Yeah, which actually is a really cool idea for a product. I want one. He's talking to his coworker Bill, and he reveals that which is Sam McMurray. I have to point that out, and uh, he reveals that when he gets his big Christmas bonus check, they're going to put in a swimming pool. He's already put the, the deposit down, so... Yep. And then along comes Bill Murray's brother. Brian Doyle. <laughs> Brian Doyle. And he uh, brings along his uh, executive team. And Mark Clark, sir. So he's... Uh, well, I need a little write-up on your product so I can yes. show it at the next meeting. Layman's terms. Not that inside jargon bullshit nobody understands. <laughs> I love that he's like, uh, oh, we're very flattered you remembered us for your Christmas card. And the guy's just like, they're corporate cards. Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, you do the line. This is your line. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. 
Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> right now we're taken to taken to the ultimate 1980s shopping montage as we as we're transported to to you know the shopping district of Chicago, and <laughs> he's shopping and, he, and this is when he encounters the the lovely lady of the movie because it wouldn't be a vacation movie without one of these. And uh, and she and the woman is somehow interested in him somehow yeah. some way. Yeah. <laughs> this whole scene is just so great because it's so awkward. Like <laughs> when she's like, "Can I take something out for you?" and he just starts wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit nipply out. What nippy? What am I trying to say? Nipples? <laughs> well, tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. No shit. <laughs> And then he, like, completely forgets that his son is there. And he's like, oh, dad's at it again. Yeah, he just shakes his head like he's seen this so many times. Uh, scene is so great. So, afterwards, family's just kind of watching Christmas specials and doing their Because there's still, it's like my birthday, there's still, like, ten days till Christmas. Yeah. And then the doorbell rings. And then it rings again. And, and it, gets it, rings more, again. it gets more ominous with each ring. <laughs> and that's when you reveal that both sets of their parents are at the door. And one of them is Raymond Romano's mother. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so great. And they do they do the standard. Everybody say hi to each other. Everybody does small talk. All the old people talk. I took a, I had a fluid out of my lower back. Uh, this mole, if I keep rubbing it, it's getting redder. It's, I've got this burr on my foot. If you rub it, I'll give you a quarter. It's, you want to park the cars? Yeah, I'll park the cars. Well, uh, if you need me, I'll be outside, uh, you know, checking the luggage, parking the cars, and I'll be out for the season. She kind of does. He, like, misses, like, the yeah. week <laughs> pretty much. Right, because then he's outside. Uh, him and him and Russ are outside putting up the... Uh, the Christmas lights, and of course, this is. I would love to do something like this on my house whenever I actually own a house. If I could afford That's this, insane. I would. Oh yeah, because first he first he climbs up the ladder and he doesn't latch it properly, so it just falls. And then he staple. He's using a staple gun to hang up all the lights. That's just uh. <clears throat> It's, no, that's hilarious. Worst ideas. <laughs> of course, he gets his sleeve stuck to one of them. Oh, yeah, he staples his sleeve. Yeah. And then to pull it off, he, use, he exerts too much force, so him and the ladder go flying back. But there's a tree back there, so he just pushes off the tree <laughs> to get back to his position. <laughs> then he's on the other side of the ladder. And then, you know, they've got, like, you know, just standard shots of the, the grandfathers are already sleeping. The grandmothers are trying to make a gingerbread house. And they're preparing dinner in the kitchen. And Ellen's so stressed, she lights a cigarette. And as soon as she does, her mother catches on. And she just chops a lettuce in half with a butcher knife in one shot. Uh, good stuff. So, of course, Clark's on the roof. And... He's, and it's a Chevy Chase, so he falls. Yes, he falls, he, but he catches the gutter, and he's slowly trying to get over to the ladder, but the gutter rips out. The ice inside flies through the next-door neighbor's window and shatters their stereo system. 
and then he just falls into the bush. And when his wife comes out to tell him dinner's ready, he answers from the bush, and she doesn't even think anything of it. <laughs> of course not. <clears throat> She's married to Clark W. Griswold. Yes. <laughs> the best part is uh, <laughs> the neighbors are all pissed off. And they have, because of course this movie came out in the 80s, so I'm noticing just how many CDs they have for 1989. I'm like, man, that must have cost a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> well, something had to break the window. Something had to smash the stereo. Why is the floor soaking wet? <laughs> I don't know, Margo. And then they both do the realization. So Clark's got the whole family out on the lawn to do the lighting. That's right. And uh, he, he asked for a drum roll, dedicates everything to the family, but nothing nothing happens. And Helen's mother drunk hiccups. Uh, his parents, you could tell are the loving parents. They're trying so hard to they're trying so hard to boost his spirits and my my favorite part is when Russ he tries to get Russ to help him. Russ is like, gee whiz, look at the time. I gotta go <laughs> pay the bills, wash the car, feed the hog. <laughs> and he just stays out the rest of the night. Working on the lights. Meanwhile, uh, we, we get to see all the sleeping arrangements in the house. He got he got the one grandfather looking at the looking at like the Playboy with his flashlight, and then the other grandfather staring at the poster on the ceiling. Uh. So the next day, Clark goes to hide a present up in the attic. Gets beamed by by the ladder in the process. Of course. And Ellen's mother comes out wondering why it's so cold, sees that the attic door is open, and just shuts it so he gets locked in there. Meanwhile, they're all leaving to go shopping, and he's stuck up in the freezing attic while they're out. So yeah, that's after, really bad design. It's just an open air window in yeah. there. I was like, that's terrible. I'm, it's a Attics aren't designed to keep in, but still. But it's like, just like our, a freaking wide open thing there. Yeah. But I always liked how he just he just falls through the ceiling and then warms his hands from the air from the house. And my wife's like, why doesn't he just crawl through that hole? I'm like, I don't think he wants to damage the rest of his house. That's like one foot wide, bro. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I was like, pretty- the first time I watched the movie, I was like, oh, that's not good. He shouldn't be stepping there. He should be stepping on the beams. Yeah, yeah. Well, the beams kicked his ass the first time around. Uh, the physical comedy in this movie is top notch. If you're into physical comedy, because it's Chevy is, Chase in yeah. the '80s. Yeah, this is one of the. This is absolutely one of the best. So, rummaging for things to keep warm, he finds an old projector with all the Christmases from the past. So he's sitting there with tears in his eyes, watching, and you see like young Uncle Lewis. He still got his cigar in his mouth. His stogie. And he's just blinded by nostalgia, tears in his eyes, and Ellen comes to go up in the attic to put the gifts away. And of course, he's sitting right on the <laughs> he's sitting right on the door. Uh, so after after the attic issue, I'm trying to remember what the next specific scene is. I know he ends up back outside pretty soon. I think we have like one quick quick turn at work again, where he's like, "Why haven't I gotten my?" Check yet? Oh yeah, and all the and all the present he goes to give his boss a gift, and all the <laughs> gifts on the table are identical. 
Right, because then he's back outside working on the lights again. Trying to figure out what the heck went wrong. We, we look at all the lights. Yeah, this is the... Uh... <laughs> and he goes to check something, and then his mom goes into the garage, turns, flips the and light just switch just flips on. on the switch that's attached to. And I love that he, he burns out the entire town. They have to switch into the auxiliary power. Yeah. And, like, as a kid, I thought that was funny. But as an adult, I'm watching all the meters on his house start spinning, and I'm just, like, cringing because now I have to, you know, be an adult and pay an electric bill. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Stop. <laughs> but uh, the house looks amazing until his mom switches off the light. Oh, and they also screw up their neighbor's romantic evening. Oh, like they, yeah. they just finished they just finished their power jog and like their their hideous sweatsuits. <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna just. So they're like, having, I'm gonna get out of these clothes and I'm gonna kiss every inch of your body after you take a shower. Yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> I love how they, they're relaxing with a glass of wine and then just blinding light through the window. <laughs> they like start stumbling around the room. Yeah. <laughs> so that every time they're trying to fix the problem, it's just the lights come back. And when they go off again, something disastrous happens. So finally, Clark can see his lights. He calls out the whole family, but Ellen hits the switch again. And he starts losing his mind. And then she finally puts two and two together. I love how he beats up the little Santa Claus. Just punts it. And then, hallelujah, the lights are fixed. And, of course, his parents are thrilled. His wife's parents are just faking it. And then, uh, boy, Eddie, I sure hope this enhances your Christmas spirit. Eddie? And now Randy Quaid is here. As cousin Eddie. Eddie? Are you surprised, Clark? Eddie, if I woke up my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. And they're uh, they're driving the RV. And we, we, we meet their children. We have Rocky, who's got a lip fungus they can't identify yet. They have Ruby Sue, who her eyes aren't crossed anymore. Falls down a well, eyes go crossed. Gets kicked by a mule, they go back again. I don't know. And here's our pride and joy, Snots. He's got a sinus problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you ain't never seen a set on a dog like this before. And I like how as soon as he said that, Ellen, like, starts trying to look. <laughs> so, uh, they're here. To, they're pretty comfortable in the RV. <clears throat> you can take the kids inside the house, but we'll stay out in the RV. Because we need so, some alone time. <laughs> yeah, so go get the rubber blankets and don't forget the chirples. Uh, and I love how it just cuts to Clark with like tears in his eyes, but now for a completely different reason. And Snot starts whimpering because he won't pet him. <laughs> then, uh, man, I can't believe you're actually inside my living room, Eddie. <laughs> I never thought the day would come. Yeah, I'm excited about it too, Clark. Can I can I get you anything? Something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. <laughs> then you start talking about the RV. And of course Eddie's lying through his teeth at this point. About how well he's doing. Uh, you know, my buddy took my house, I took the RV. It's a beautiful vehicle. But uh, don't you go fall in love with it now, Clark, because we're taking it with us when we leave here next month. <laughs> Next month. And I love that he's got the Wally World glasses, too. 
Oh yeah, so there's the antlers are two different handles for them. <laughs> so, uh, what what is the exact next scene that we get after that? Ooh, uh, I know he's got he's got he's I know he's still worrying about his bonus check, but we're not entirely there yet. Yeah, I think next is the uh, sledding. Oh yeah, sledding comes pretty shortly after this. There might be something in the middle, but I don't really remember it. Oh, so he's got this. They're going to go sledding down the hill in this brand new, this brand new product that his company's using. It's like five hundred times slipperier, slipperier than cooking oil. And uh, and he's like, well, don't go put none of that on my sled, Clark. You remember that uh, metal plate I got? Well, every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd forget who I was and piss my pants. <laughs> So uh, now it's just got some government plastic, and if this gets dented, my hair just ain't gonna look right. I like when he's like, "You really think that would matter, Eddie?" So he, uh, <laughs> this scene's great because as he takes off, I start laughing every time. He like immediately goes out of frame. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! He crashes into like a donation bin outside of Walmart. Yeah, old Walmart, like before I even knew what a Walmart was. Yeah, before every, anybody knew what a Walmart was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's okay, because we're going to help, Clark's going to help Eddie's and his family have a Merry Christmas. By doing what else? But, uh, oh, you know what scene we missed? Is uh, the, the next morning, when... Uh, He's asking his wife, like, what are you, he's avoiding the family altogether. She's like, so what are you looking at? Oh, just a beautiful winter's morn and some asshole unloading his, unloading his chemicals, chemical toilet into my sewer. That's a storm drain. If there's any gas in there. I pity the fool who lights a match within 10 yards of it. And then, of course, foreshadowing. And of course, Todd comes out for a jog. He just starts sniffing the air. Sure was full. Sure was full. Uh, yeah, because then he sees the the sled all destroyed. Uh, the, the scene I missed was uh, the the fantasy over the pool, where he's staring out the window, and, oh, and the girl from the store shows up. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, that's when he talks and he realizes that Eddie isn't going to get any presents for his kids because they just can't. So uh, he's going to help give Eddie a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> he's just getting like bricks. Don't shit. say that. Sorry. Shit, shit. rocks. <laughs> I love when he's getting all the dog food and he puts the light bulbs on top and he just crushes them. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, of course, we get his last day of work where he's talking about how he hasn't gotten his bonus check yet. And uh, he really needs it to... Because he can't cover it with his deposit. Yep. And now comes Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve starts out with uh, the arrival of... Who else but Uncle Lewis and Aunt Bethany. And it's May Questrel and William Hickey. Yeah. <laughs> Is your house on fire, Clock? No, Bethany, those are just Christmas lights. Don't throw me down, Clock. Is this the airport, Clock? When did you move to Florida? Are you still dating, Clark? You know, Grizz, Bethany and I got the perfect gift for you. Oh, nice. you didn't have to get me anything. 
God damn it, Bethany, he guessed it. Oh, he guessed it. <laughs> There's a, that's when he realized that she wrapped up her cat as a Christmas gift. She wrapped <laughs> up her jello mold. <laughs> jello mold that later we find out has cat food in it, and Eddie's loving it. I don't know about the cat, Clark, but this is good. But I love that moment how, despite everything else, they're sitting around the table. And he's just, like, super happy to ha- finally have his big family dinner, even though the turkey's super dry because Catherine put it into her. <laughs> I love that scene where they're all eating. They're, like, dipping it in water or <laughs> just going nuts with it. Um, so, of course. The blessing. Yes, they want you to say grace. The grace, she died 30 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, allegiance to the flag. What's up? Puts his hand over his heart. <laughs> they just go along with everything she says. And because she's an old lady, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's Grace, you're not doing anything constructive. Go in the living room and get my stogie. Anything else I can do for you, Uncle Lewis? You know, be nice. He's an old man. This could be his last Christmas. Yeah, well, if he keeps it up, it will be his last Christmas. <laughs> the dog is just hacking up at the under the table. He's like, "Well, don't feed him from the table." No, I think he's just rummaging through the trash. And after he cleans that up, the cat chews the the wires. So now there's no lights on the tree. So of course he goes to plug them back in. and He fries the cat. <laughs> I love when he takes the chair out to the sewer and it's just glowing green because <laughs> of all the crap that's in it. Well, that's not before that he lights the cigar and, and destroys the tree first. Oh yeah, that that comes that comes after the cat. Because <laughs> yeah, because Uncle after dinner, Uncle Lewis goes in the living room, and the tree goes up and blazes. Well, earlier he was commenting about how, you know, if the dog keeps drinking the water, the tree's going to dry up. And well, guess what happened? So. <laughs> Now his tree is history, and Russ is nervous that he is going to pretty much flip out because that's what he does. And then that's when... That's when the del- <laughs> yeah. I have a delivery here for Clark W. Grismond. It was supposed and- to deliver yesterday, but it fell between the seats. Sorry. <laughs> so he finally... Realizes he got his bonus and he's so excited, so he reveals his plans. Everybody's super happy. I can't swim, Clark. Yeah, I know that, Eddie. And that's when he realizes he's actually been enrolled in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, that's the gift that keeps giving all year long, Clark. <sighs> that does, Edward. Well, this isn't the biggest kick in the pants I ever got. And he flips out, rips it up, and then he says, Hey, you know, anyone got any last minute Christmas ideas? <laughs> I, I, hold on. I'm going to have to bring up the quote and, and quote this from the actual line because, yeah. If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there at Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye. I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! 
Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> well, which is probably the best. Which might be one of my favorite lines in any movie ever. So, <laughs> of course, he goes outside with a chainsaw. He's got that look in his eye. <laughs> like the rust cover. Hey, Dad, I've been thinking, and he just revs the chainsaw. Good talk, Dad. <laughs> he cuts down a new Christmas tree, which crashes through his neighbor's window. And this is this is when Jim's girlfriend has had enough. Just had enough. But, uh, <laughs> but so it's not before he uh, he's in the house and he's getting his wife talks to him and she has the chainsaw still and then he leaves yeah. and he in the banister post shakes on him and he's like oh no <laughs> he like cuts it so, off with the chainsaw fix the new post. And uh, but the RV leaves because we don't know. Yes, the RV is out. So uh, they're uh, he's putting up the new Christmas tree, and they've got like gifts wrapped in newspaper and just plastic bags. But Bethany hears something. You hear that? It's yeah. a funny squeaky. Some thing. of them are playing Monopoly. You yeah. wouldn't hear <laughs> going through us. Sewage street, a nitroglycerin yeah. plant. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nice nitroglycerin plant. That's because there's a squirrel in the tree, and Everybody everybody, the fuck all these out. city, yeah, all these city people are terrified of the squirrel in their house. <laughs> Except uh, his mom passes out. Lewis falls asleep, and Bethany's still knitting. <laughs> Don't move, mom. And this is when Margo next door is like, you got to go over there and, and stop him. You're like, I'm not going to get, get violent. I can't, I can't just attack someone. Well, fine. If you're not man enough to put it into the shit, then I am. So she marches over. Unbeknownst right. to her, the whole freaking saga is happening. Yep. She's and about to Snots realizes there's a squirrel about, so he starts chasing it around, destroying the just house. destroys half the house. <laughs> And they're heading for the door, so Clark opens the door, and the squirrel lands right on Margo, and then the dog plows right through her. Gone. And then when she walks next door, Todd's like, what happened to you? And she just punches him. He falls over the... <laughs> His little hip... Their friggin' yuppie couch that they have. And everybody's trying to pack up and leave, and Clark's like, where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out in this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're, we're going to press on for happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking Kay. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down the chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes inside the nuthouse. Uh, my other favorite line in the movie. But uh, they finally, everybody convinces him to stay. Even though he's pretty much like lost his temper, but it's okay because his dad finally talks some sense into him, and he says, "Why don't you just recite the night before Christmas like you always do?" And he does. And every now, this is like the big happy family moment. That was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, and everybody's happy. What to my wondering eyes should appear but eight t- a tiny sleigh and and Eddie with a man in his pajamas. <laughs> And yep, Eddie took his uh, request literally. Well, because Eddie didn't have him. a get him any gifts, so yeah. Well, that's what he said. He said, "If it's not too much trouble, Clark, I'm going to get you something real nice." 
<laughs> and, he, and he did exactly what he wanted. He put a big ribbon on him and everything. So he's uh, he's going to fire Clark and call the police. But Eddie's trying to say, no, no, this was all my idea. Hold your wad, fella. All right, well, you're still fired and you're going to jail. And finally, Clark. Meanwhile, like, his wife is called. Uh, yeah, calls the police. My husband's and, uh, Clark, uh Clark basically confronts him about everything he did, how your Christmas, how you cut out Christmas bonuses and you screwed over everybody you worked for. And I'll take the rap for this. And then, like, his father-in-law has been riding him the whole movie as the first person that stands up and gets in this guy's face and just cuts to, like, everybody in the family just staring him down. And then he finally softens and he's like, you know, I'm not going to you can't have a healthy bottom line without people. So... Yes, so uh, Carl, whatever you got last year, <laughs> add 20%. And of course, now they realize they're getting the pool, and he faints, and everybody's celebrating as the SWAT team arrives. They go through like, all the windows. Yeah, every window, including next door. <laughs> go away, Todd. If you're going to want to come in, you're going to have to break down the goddamn door. <laughs> so they do. And that, yeah, everybody's happy. And then the SWAT team bursts in, destroys the rest of the house that's still standing. And, but we're not, it's okay. We're not going to press any charges. I love that Ellen's just grabbing his balls. Because they were told to freeze. Yeah. May we blink? And then the wife comes in and then he tells her and she's all like, you didn't. Yeah. the cop's like, that's pretty dirty, man. But, uh. The kids see the Christmas star after a shooting star flies by and uh, thinking it's Santa Claus. And Clark gives this nice speech about how I finally understand what this means for me. <laughs> that ain't the friggin' Christmas star. Chris. That ain't the, the Christmas the- star. That's the light from the sewage treatment plant. <laughs> no, sewer gas. Don't light. <laughs> and then Lewis blows up. Which sends the plastic Santa and reindeer flying. While while Aunt Bethany sings the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> but everyone, including all the cops, are like, All the cops okay. join Eddie salutes. They all take their hats off over their hearts. And they all just go along with her. Play and ball. the rockets red glare. <laughs> and then they all dance inside the house and they all celebrate. And... Clark finally did it, and then as the credits roll, he finally pets Snots. He finally gives Snots the love. Uh, This is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, and and, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Not to mention one of my favorite comedies of all time. I I watch this movie every... And the reason we're doing it now for Talkin' Talkies is because our family tradition is to watch it right after Thanksgiving when we would be putting up the Christmas tree. Now, better jerks, and a wife who loves Christmas, our Christmas tree goes up pretty much right after Halloween. But we still save Christmas vacation for this time. And it's, it's the best. So, let's talk about Sia. For National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Chevy Chase appears in some scenes wearing a navy blue Chicago Bears ball cap. And that's the same cap he wears through all four vacation movies. Now, of course, this was filmed in California. And there was an earthquake that occurred 
right at the scene where Uncle Lewis and Aunt Bethany arrive at the house. Mae Questrel, who plays Aunt Bethany, this was her final film. And, of course, her film career began back in 1930 as the voice of Betty Boop. I bet you that was the earthquake that happened during the World Series. Yeah, 1989, right? I believe so. Um, the, the neighbor's house to the Griswolds is the same house that Murtaugh and his family lived at in all the Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> because it's the Warner Brothers studio backlot. Yep. Uh, the gag where Rusty looks at his bare wrist is a Chevy Chase trademark gag. <clears throat> um, the old Dodge pickup truck that tailgates them was previously used in Kurt Russell's movie Overboard. <laughs> uh, according to Rand. Quaid, many of Cousin Eddie's characteristics, like, for example, the clicking of the tongue, was based off a guy that Quaid knew from when he grew up in Texas years ago who had similar traits. Uh, let's see. I, I talked about some of these facts already. Um, the other Christmas movie that came out in 1989 was called Prancer, and Johnny Galecki is also in that one. So... He got his he got his share of Christmas movies before he went to Roseanne and then The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yep, we mentioned the Wally World mugs. Uh, Rocky has no lines whatsoever. He just kind of appears. Must be that lip fungus. Only vacation movie not to feature Holiday Road. But the Christmas vacation song that we get at the beginning is in my holiday playlist. Of course, you all know about the Saturday Night Live alum, Julie Louise Dreyfus, Brian Doyle, Randy Quaid, and Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh, and Ellen was wrong. This was not the family's first kidnapping. In case you guys remember, John Candy got kidnapped at Wally World. <laughs> so Ellen kind of had that stat wrong. Uh, those are just a couple of really fun ones. Oh, um, the cat scene... The studio execs wanted them taken out because they thought it might offend some people. But after the test screening, it was voted their number one favorite scene in the whole movie. So, yeah, they kept it in. LOL. Yes, Chevy Chase uses 30 words to describe Brian Doyle, and I've already said them. And uh, <laughs> there is no Christmas Day on this movie because the movie ends on Christmas Eve. Yep. <laughs> Um, this movie is an absolute holiday classic. It cannot be overlooked, and I'm so happy we got to review it, because next year, when we do this again, when we do some Christmas movies, um, we won't review it a second time, but I'm going to be watching it regardless. I'll probably still watch it, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm probably going to watch it at least two or three more times before Christmas. At least. Because it's the best. So, yeah, this is a perfect way to start off the Christmas movies here. Uh, next week on Talkin' Talkies, we're going to review the original Miracle on 34th Street, which is going to be fun because I've never actually seen this. Have Black you actually seen it? Yeah, have you seen the original one? Uh, I've, pieces, parts. Yeah, I've seen the remake with John Hammond, but not this one. So this is going to be cool to watch. I'm looking forward to it. And then we're going to take a two-week break from Christmas. <laughs> Because we got a lot of Star Wars. There's a little something called uh, The Force <laughs> called, Awakens coming. 
Oh my god, and it's like less than twenty days away right now, and <sighs> I know. And you know what's gonna suck for me because I didn't like pre-order a ticket, so I'm not even gonna try to go until Monday. Yeah, well, so I, I'm gonna have to like dodge the internet for four days. <laughs> that's okay. Move. I, people are pretty good about movie spoilers. So you know what you are gonna have to dodge are the TV spots because I was fortunate enough to see Attack of the Clones on opening day. Because I actually went as a school field trip. They got us tickets. That was crazy. Really? Yeah. Uh, that was so cool. How did I thought that came out. That came out in 2002. I was a junior in high school. I'm trying to, it must have came out right before school was over that for the year. Yeah. Well, well, New Jersey schools get out in June, not May. So did mine. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so like, we went to go see the movie... And the coolest spot in that entire movie is the fact that you don't know that Yoda can wield a lightsaber yet. And that's the best part, when he whips out the lightsaber and confronts Christopher Lee. And everybody marked out for it. And it was awesome. And he starts doing the flippy-doos. Yeah. But then, like, a week later, they started airing TV spots with Yoda wielding a lightsaber. And I'm like, you just spoiled the best part of that movie. Because, trust me, you didn't have that much else good going on. But we'll, we'll, we'll save that for... Uh, for Two not next week, but after. <laughs> yes. So this is Christmas Vacation. If you haven't watched it yet, what the hell's wrong with you? Go watch it. It's the best. And you're not doing. You're not, then you're not doing the talkies gimmick right if you didn't watch it. So I'm just, I'm very disappointed in all of you. But if you did watch it, your you're mother the best. and I are disappointed in you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. So tune in next week. We'll review Miracle on 34th Street, and then it's going to be all the Star Warses. And then, of course, Christmas week, we're going to do Christmas Story, because what else would we do? And for uh, New Year's week, we're going to do It's a Wonderful Life. And then we're going to hit the new year. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a, well, our podcast will be a year old pretty soon. So uh, keep listening. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye.